Welcome to Funding the Dream, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now here's your host, Richard Bliss. So often when I am uh, approached by someone, they are asking for advice on what do they do to increase or continue to increase the success of their campaign. Every campaign goes through a natural trough, a, uh, a, a spike that everybody gets excited about. They see those trending numbers on kick track. They see how this thing's going to go. And then all of a sudden it starts to level off and there's a plateau there in the middle. middle. The, uh, the, the trough of sorrow, the valley of death. There's all kinds of things that people uh, in the past who have ran successful crowdfunding and Kickstarter campaigns talk about that middle sector where it's hard to keep the energy going. I've invited a guest today who specializes in that, in helping organizations, companies, or individuals who have a project to gain increased awareness, to continue to take their project to the next level. Because oftentimes, uh, you as the project, project creator are aware of what you can do with the project, but some of the more nuanced effects of how to increase awareness, how to get yourself in front of the media, is something that's a little bit more challenging. So I've invited on Roy Morjohn. Roy is the president and founder of Command Partners a full-service digital marketing agency, but specializing in crowdfunding. Roy, thanks for joining me on the show. I appreciate it, Richard. Pleasure to be here. Roy, uh, you and I met at the Silicon Valley Crowdfunding Conference in San Francisco um, this past uh, April. Uh, we talked a little bit, and I reached out to you because more and more I'm getting it, and uh, after we've been talking, I know that you're, you're receiving it as well, this flood, this tsunami of interest of people looking for opportunities to increase the awareness of their project and their Kickstarter campaign. Are you seeing that at your end? Absolutely. It's, uh, it's been incredible, you know, especially in the last six to eight months this year. In fact, you know, just as far as the amount of projects that are out there and those that are being successful, um, you know, where they're bootstrapping it the entire way because they are startups and capital is a limited resource where they're just taking it as far as they can get hitting that lull, as you pointed out, and then doing outreach to us saying, okay, we've reached our funding goal. We can relax a little bit, but we want to see really what now a professional marketing agency can do with our campaign. And that's where we step in with our relationships in the media that we've already placed for our clients that we can do outsource and make sure that we land additional press for these clients and get the exposure that they deserve. And, and, so some people talk about – because I deal with crowdfunding almost on a daily basis just like you do. Um, crowdfunding fatigue, I've heard, is starting to set in. And, and, and I'm doubting that because I know that those of us who are dealing with it on a daily basis are experiencing it every day. But the, the audience or the general population is still not that aware of crowdfunding, are they? Not at all. Um, I think you know at the conference that we were both at, Jeremiah Oling, I think – you know, gave out some recent stats about the amount of people that actually know what the term crowdfunding is. And I think that stat was less than 10% of America. And then when we actually look at the amount of backers, people that have backed a project, logged into the platform, put their credit card or PayPal on file and said pledge on this, I think that number was 6% of that 10,000 or of that 10%, excuse me. So, I mean, we're dealing with, you know, maybe a landscape of 10 to 20 million individuals alone that have actually backed something. So the, you know, the opportunity is there. It is. And so um, 
your specialty, um, your agency has focused on full service digital outreach. Explain a little bit about what that's involved with. And, and, and then what we'd like to do in the, in the last half of the show is kind of some pointers that you can pass on to our listeners of things they could do to prepare themselves to get to that point and then things they can do to, uh, you know, um, to be successful from the things that you've learned. Absolutely, Richard. Yeah, so our agency was founded in 2010. Um, we've worked specifically with startups in helping them grow and achieve, you know, stardom, if you will, out there and making sure that they become a legitimate business with their, you know, crowdfunded idea. So over the past four years, we've successfully helped over 90 projects raise close to $8 million through Kickstarter, Indiegogo, and Tilt. Um, you know, our efforts as a full-service digital agency for the crowdfunding campaigns help with community engagement and building, helping make sure that we land the press that these products deserve, uh, helping with their website build-out as far as e-commerce and continuing to take pre-orders after the campaign, uh, search engine optimization, social media management, email marketing, and follow-up for these people. Um, so, you know, our clients range from, you know, large banks um, to the small guys that are just looking to, you know, raise a couple hundred thousand dollars on crowdfunding campaigns. Yeah, um, small, so it's, you know, across the board. And, and it's interesting, small guys, a couple hundred thousand dollars. You know, it wasn't that long ago that a hundred thousand dollars on a crowdfunding pro- platform like Kickstarter was like you had arrived at the big times. Right. Absolutely. Right. You cross over that hundred thousand dollar mark. Now, a hundred thousand dollars like, oh, OK. Yeah. Hey, you did pretty good. Right. Yeah, we you, did that in the first two days, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so, it's been interesting to see. I mean, you know, we're, we're working with clients, you know, the majority of them are in the tech space. Um, you know, we're working with one client right now that's actually in the, the funding games, you know, kind of toy space called Bunch of Balloons. Um, you know, he recently we launched his campaign about two weeks ago. Um, you know, instantly saw success because of this genius idea of being able to fill up over 100 water balloons in under a minute. And I know, Richard, you and I both have uh, daughters. Uh, you know, I can just see, you know, the, the summer months, you know, as far as not spending time tying these water oh, balloons so and true. fights with it and just instantly having it done and being able to spend more time with our family. And, you know, this project resonated with everyone across the board. Instant success. Uh, the Today Show, you know, through our PR outreach, actually flew him up to New York so he could have a water balloon fight in, you know, Center City, New York with Carson Daly. Um, you know, that was just, you know, really great to see the project owners just overjoyed. And, you know, we're nearing a million dollars with him within the first two weeks of his campaign. That is. And that was one that I had seen that was just right after he launched. It was. It was just awesome. And you have – few of your clients have been on the show before. Uh, Anthony with the Glowing Plant case study. Um, yep. that, right. They, they came on. Uh, you've got one on there right now that is, uh, for me, is capturing a lot of attention. And that's Hexo Plus. The, yep. the, uh, the, the, um, the drone that's able to track and maintain perspective on you as you travel, it just automatically follows you. It, you basically tag yourself and the drone just follows you around. Absolutely awesome project. Yeah. Um, that technology is just amazing where, where we are now, right? Like we can have a personal security guard almost just following us around in the sky to record everything that we do. And, you know, the, the alternative and extreme sports guys, the surfers, all of that are just taking to this product and just, you know, they're going to be utilizing it in such ways that we couldn't even imagine before where they have used to have to get a helicopter to record them ski down a mountain and such. Um, and now, you know, for seven $800, you can have your own device, follow you around, you choose the capture angle of how you want it to, you know, 
filming you the entire process or ride or run, whatever you're doing. And you've got, you know, great video footage of it. Uh, and it's just, you know, amazing the technology and, you know, being able to raise $1.3 million for them. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it's one of those I'm just like, that is so cool. How can I get one? Well, just go out to the Kickstarter campaign. Also, something you, you mentioned that a lot of people um, who have had successful campaigns discover is I, when I have uh, project owners come on the show, and that is there's a lot to be earned from the campaign after it closes as well, isn't there? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, in Hexo's case, you know, we were able to get him the website set up before the end of the campaign so we could make sure that we could transition visitors that go to the page and make sure that okay, you missed out on the great deal that you could have had that all your friends may have bought, but here, visit our web store. You can still pre-order that product. So we have a relationship with you know, credit card processors that will allow that pre-order to come through and capture that data so they can keep selling this product and scale up. Um, you know, the more product that they can sell, the cheaper the product should be you know, going forward so they can scale their production line. You work with both Indiegogo, Kickstarter um, equally. Can you give the listeners just a quick perception kind of a positioning statement on each one of those to help them understand because i have them ask me all the time as well hey which one should i go you know i've, I've got this uh, film project i've got this technology project i've got what wh- where do i go do you have some uh some insights that you can provide for a project owner just help them to make their own decision yeah absolutely so when we first started our full attention was on kickstarter campaign and marketing them on that platform um so what we did there you know was That was the gorilla in the room. That's where all the PR attention was. And journalists, as far as feedback that we were receiving, were saying, we're not going to write about Indiegogo campaigns because they're not as a trusted source yet. Now, in the last, you know, eight months to a year, that perception has shifted now with the growth of Indiegogo's platform as a whole and the amount of projects that have been successful. They are raising millions and millions of dollars. Um, Each platform is a little bit different. Um, we have, you know, preferences for each one based on the category that they're in, um, whether it be a technology or a movie, uh, et cetera. Each platform has its nuances. Um, you know, Kickstarter is a great platform. They have, you know, more eyeballs on them and the attention that you can get there, um, you know, obviously can supersede an Indiegogo campaign. But there are some hindrances there as far as feedback from anyone at Kickstarter. It's very difficult to get through to them, and maybe if they're listening to this podcast, you know, they'll, they'll do some outreach to us. Um, but it, it can be very difficult for our campaign owners to get through them, ask questions, et cetera. Um, other than that, for me, you know, again, I'm a data guy, so I want as much data as possible. Kickstarter's analytics, their internal analytics are very weak and poor and do not take into effect uh, the first click as far as attribution and source where that lead came from. Typically, Kickstarter takes credit for all of the leads that come through and back your project. And for us, from a PR perspective and social media management perspective, it can be very difficult to track and show our worth of where each campaign and where each source, as far as dollar amounts pledged, came from. Um, So there's a few things there on the back end. Indiegogo, we love as far as analytics and data because they actually sync Google Analytics into the project account. And we can see full scope of where sources came from, how much dollars were pledged. Uh, and it's, you know, really nice so we can say, okay, Facebook is giving us, you know, a great return on our, our ad investment. Let's continue to reinvest there as far as marketing dollars and ad spend where we may have not been able to see that data perfectly on Kickstarter. Oh, that's uh, additionally, we like, 
Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, yeah, on Indiegogo as well, we love the fact that they have a referral system built into their platform. That allows us to run contests for the actual people that are backing this project to potentially get the project product for free if they refer it to their friends and their friends go and continue to buy the product. They have it built in where you can actually see how many referrals you had for the campaign and how many dollars were raised based off those referrals. So we can actually see data and see if, you know, certain people are our major influencers. You know, maybe we want to do some outreach to them, run a specific contest with them. Maybe they have a blog that they wrote their content on, et cetera. So it gives us additional insights into the campaign page as well. The last piece that we like about Indiegogo is their opportunity for flexible funding. Um, the ability to basically set a project goal. If you don't reach that goal, you still get some of that money to put towards the production costs of maybe version 1A of your product. Uh, and, you know, many campaigners choose that option just because they don't know whether or not this project will take off and they need as much money as possible to really get that ball rolling and then possibly look for additional capital thereafter. Awesome. So these platforms a little bit different. You know, those are kind of, you know, the key points that we like to point out um, to our clients. Well, that's perfect. And then the last, uh, you know, six, seven minutes that we've got, uh, whether it's Indiegogo, whether it's Kickstarter, whether it's another crowdfunding platform, are there some are there some tips? Are there some ideas? Basically, some overall principles that you bring to the table with your clients to help them kind of maximize exposure for their campaign, or to at least get to a point where they can come and talk to you about that help. Do you have some ideas for that? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, our onboarding process should you you know make it through the gauntlet and the uh, you know torture test to make sure that you're a good fit for us and, you know, the crowdfunding as a whole, you know, the first thing is, is, is your product a good fit for crowdfunding? Nine out of ten times it will be, um, but, you know, there are those products out there that just aren't a good fit for that community, whether it be Indiegogo or Kickstarter. You know, each one has its nuances again. Um, so figuring out whether or not your product is a good fit, if the price point matches what we've seen as far as other campaigns that are out there that have a similar product, because now there's been, you know, probably, uh, I don't even know, a million campaigns that have gone through each system in total. So there's just a wealth of data out there that we can utilize as far as figuring out an algorithm of, okay, this is what XYZ project did that's very similar to yours. This is what they raised. This is what their product cost. This is the range we're comfortable in and saying this should be your funding goal, regardless of, you know, what your cost you think you are. This is what we know we could achieve based on the data that's out there. And that's a very so valid figuring out whether that's a, that's a very valid point. I uh, continually tell people that you don't don't come to the crowdfunding platform with a just a unique idea that no one has ever ever seen before, because uh, what you want to do is come and see is there a built in audience of people who maybe are interested in this type of thing. Find something that's very similar and then build from that to differentiate yourself, rather than trying to go the totally unique route. Um, drones have been on on Kickstarter before and have done very well. So it's no it's no mistake that Hexo did as well as it did. But to come with Absolutely. something so unique that people are just like, what is this? Um, sometimes yeah. that can be a challenge, right? Absolutely. And, you know, that that is the beauty of crowdfunding, right? The crowd tells you whether or not we're ready for it. You know, is it too far out there that we can't even imagine this product yet being used in our lives? And so why should I back it yet? Many times we'll see that with, you know, people that are trying to launch apps specifically. They're like, you know what, I'll just wait until it's in the app store. I'm not going to fund it now because I don't, I haven't used it yet, so I'm not missing that part of my life yet. Um, and looking at that data, we can really do an analysis as far as has it been done before, what did it raise, what did they look like. 
And again, that kind of comes back to, you know, our ramp up period with our clients. Typically we're working with them 60 to 90, 120 days out before they launch this campaign to gauge that initial interest, to tap into the communities that surround that product and that lifestyle and making sure and doing outreach to them to see, you know, does this product fit? How would you change this product? And we're asking them before the product ever launches, you know, in certain ways with certain folks that are influencers saying, how would you make this product better? Uh, and really doing, you know, making sure that your product is, you know, AMA, uh, ask me anything on Reddit ready, you know, and that was, you know, part of the, the presentation that we had given as far as making sure that your product can stand up to the questions that people are going to ask, like, you know, with the Hexo drone as far as falling around, surveillance, security, et cetera, making sure that your product can, can withstand that kind of questioning. Yeah, and that's a good one. All right. Uh, a second point. So number one is just figure out if it's a good fit for crowdfunding platform. You got another one? Oh, we've got a lot. Um, you know, a lot of it comes down to on the campaign page itself, design really helps out. Um, as far as spelling out what the product is, what you're getting for your dollar amount, and, you know, actually giving pointing arrows almost to pledge here, this is what you need, this is what you want. Spelling it out for people on these campaign pages is, is critical, uh, especially with, you know, the rise of mobile and more people backing projects through mobile devices as far as we've seen. Um, so making sure that people can read it, understand it on a mobile device, and get the product quickly. I mean, it's, you know, you have that elevator pitch with these people as far as the product. It's very new. People don't understand it quite yet. You need to make sure that you hit them in the face with it and why they need it immediately. And design can really help and speed up that process. Uh, that's a very valid point. I had a lot of guests on... Um... Uh, James Tyler is one who's a has had a lot of success with comics. Talking about that that image that you create has to be very clearly showing what it is that you're doing. And then you're right on a mobile device, it's all about brevity. How quickly can yep. you get to the point of what it is? Don't go into your backstory about you and your brother who you know for the last ten years have been doing blah. No, no. What is this thing? And why should I yep. back it right from the beginning? Okay. And uh, we've only Absolutely. got about two minutes left here. Um, what do we wrap up with? What do we uh, tell these folks? We're available to hire. <laughs> um, no, I mean, you know, we're, we take on a lot of, you know, I, I talk to, you know, about a dozen to 20 business owners every single day with new product ideas. Make sure that when you're contacting us or, you know, any of our competitors that you guys are ready, you know, to, to jump in immediately and that your product is ready, hopefully at this point, and it's not just an idea. You need to have, you know, the Kickstarter is much more strict now as far as, you have to be well past a AutoCAD design of your product. You know, you almost have to have a physical working prototype. Anytime we can get that in the hands of our press and journalist relations, they appreciate that more because they can touch it, feel it, and then their editors will approve the content that they're wanting to write about. Um, so, you know, really, you know, doing your due diligence, there are tons of resources out there that Richard has shared, that I have shared. You know, there's a great community out there as far as, help in understanding the ecosystem of crowdfunding platforms and what it takes to be successful. And many times it's, you know, months and months out of building and making sure that you're ready for the, the limelight, you know, that we're going to expose you to. Sure. And expose as we're looking at the Hexo one, you know, I'm looking at dozens and dozens of media exposure. So this is, this is great. Roy, I appreciate you taking some time this morning from your very busy schedule to kind of chat for a few minutes and give uh, our listeners a few pointers about what they can think about for their crowdfunding success. Absolutely, Richard. It's been my pleasure. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. 
crowdfunding in general. My guest has been Roy Morjohn, the president and founder of Command Partners, a full-service digital agency that helps crowdfunding um, project owners reach full maximum potential for press, media, and overall positioning and marketing. There's been some great content here. Um, if, if you're listening, I don't want you to be discouraged um, because there's just what you're hearing is more and more uh, people are out there with these ideas. Realize that you're part of something and that you can be inspired and there's nothing now stopping you from finding success. Hopefully you've been inspired because I know I have. Thanks for listening. Take care. Our intro and exit music is Orientation by Bureaucratic. You can listen to more of their music at soundcloud.com slash bureaucratic. Today's show is produced by Come Alive Creative. We want to thank their work, and you can find them at comealivecreative.com. Thanks for listening. Take care. Take care.